Welcome back to the 18th installment of the Dugout Discussion Podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Max. I'm Noah. Um, it's a new year. New, oh, yeah. New <laughs> I even forgot about that. 20, 2020. Um, you know, time of resolutions, time to look back. You guys have any resolutions? I haven't made any, no. Looked like DK Metcalf by the end of the year, but that's that's a little bit more unachievable than I think it is. <laughs> My uh, resolution is to give less shits about things. Yeah. Like if I miss a homework assignment, so. Oh, I mean. I mean, I mean. You I'm gonna sound try, like a douchebag already. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do it, but if I don't do it, I'm not gonna stress about well, it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know. I know what you're trying to say. It, it's it's hard to. Say something like that and pull off sounding like like you're hardworking. Yeah. Anyways, um, so it's a time of reflection. Uh, this episode, we're just gonna kind of go over what happened in the over the last decade, and then stuff for teams to work on for this next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we get started with the top five moments of the decade? Okay. Um, okay. What do you guys have? You guys have any honorable mentions? Because I have a few. I have one honorable mention. I didn't think about honorable mentions. Or technically but... five, but all wrapped up into one. <laughs> the five perfect games that happened over the decade. Yeah. I thought I, I did not include that in my. Um, <laughs> oh, I have one. In my top five moments of the decade, but there are five perfect games. Uh, Dallas Braden threw one for the A's. Uh, Roy Halladay. Um, who else was there? Philip Humber. Matt Cain and Felix Hernandez were all the perfect games for the decade. And I think the <clears throat> Philip Humber and the Felix one both happened in the same year at Safeco Field. Oh, for the, real? Yeah. yeah. No, all, uh, and Matt Cain happened in 2012. Nice. Uh, there was three that year. Uh, so I have a few. Um, David Ortiz, when he said, like, you know, this is our fucking city. Yeah. To, yeah. to Baltimore. But he said like DC's off fucking city. DC's our city. Um <laughs> after the after Ortiz. the after the Boston Marathon and then yeah. included with that is the Red Sox winning the World Series that year. That's in my top five moments. Yeah. Um <laughs> Trevor Story hitting six homers in his first four games back in two thousand seventeen. Oh, that's a good one. Uh and obviously I mean I this probably is, might be on other people's top ten or top five list, but Bartolo Colon's first home run. Uh, I didn't have it, but that's a, that's a good, that's a good, a good honorable mention. mention May eighth, two thousand sixteen. It uh, seems like that guy seems like everybody jokes around with him, but that moment was truly awesome. Yeah, everyone loved it. Yeah, everyone. even the other teams like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Bartolo. Except this guy. for James Shields, that's like probably yeah. the only that player. Probably, that didn't I think like that it. broke him. I haven't heard of him since. <laughs> um, anyways, you got any honorable mentions? Uh, it's kind of interchangeable for me. The Jose Bautista walk off in the wild card game against the Orioles. Encarnacion, uh, uh, or not? No, sorry. Or the Jose Bautista seventh inning home run against yeah. the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, not the walk off, but you, you, oh, with the bat flip. Yeah, yeah, that was a good moment. Uh, and also Felix Hernandez' perfect game, considering it was the last one. But I know that might be. Is that on your top five? No. Okay. All right. So uh, top five. Starting from five, right? Yeah. Okay. You go. All right, I had the Rogan and Dordor Jose Bautista brawl. That's fine. Sixteen, <laughs> coupled, and that's coupled with uh, mm-hmm. just because of what that happened because of that home run <laughs> in the previous playoffs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- I thought that fight was pretty memorable. Yeah, no, that I mean, <clears throat> it was the punch that was heard across the world pretty much, right? Yeah, like, it was a solid right cross. Like we hate uh, we hate Odor here, but homeboy got so like he yeah, clocked he, he hit him his, hard. Yeah. yeah. You could see Bautista's eyes roll back. Well, it's because he he's like, like yo, we, we fake fight in this sport, okay? Like, when we have brawls, we don't really actually get at it. But, you know, homeboy came ready to swing. Yeah. Over that, too, may I say, it seemed a little much. I know, uh, like... Well, it was it was a late slide. It, it was it was pretty bad. Jose but Bautista <laughs> had a very late slide, and knowing what happened, like, just a few months before, like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand it, and... Probably called him stinky or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Starting off 2020 with the dad jokes. So I have a kind of a controversial one. Game 7 of the 2016 World Series is my fifth pick. Fifth pick? Fifth pick. Yeah. And it probably is like a top two or top three pick, but I'm just sick and tired of hearing everyone talk about it. Meaning just Cubs Cubs? fans. Yeah, all those Cubs fans who became fans after that. True. Um, It's still probably is a top two, top three, but um, I think it was the game seven. That yeah. I zone in on because that's the game that 
Rajay Davis hit the oh, tying yeah, homer off Chapman, yeah. and the, everybody and just he, went he insane. Choked, he choked up so much on that yeah, bat. Yeah, like, like half a foot. Yeah. And it was just bam. And it was straight, like, just kind of guessing for contact, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like, it was a – he was early on a fastball. And it was and a very extended swing. Yeah. yeah. He, basically, he knew, okay, Earl's Chapman is throwing a fastball to me. If I hit, the, if I hit his fastball – it's going out. Yeah, pretty much, honestly. And can you believe, can you imagine the pressure that he was under? It's, I, it's unbelievable. And, like, it's, the game, the, he's the tying run, yeah. two outs in the eighth. Especially for a player that isn't a home staple. You know, yeah. it's Rajay Davis. He's playing on, like, eight teams. Like Yeah. Were there two outs, do you remember? Yep. Two yeah. outs. I think it was a 2-2 two, two count. It yeah. That's the ideal situation. Yeah, I know. That's, like, the, the dream. It's literally, yeah, you dream about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, All right. What's your fifth moment? Uh, mine would be the Jose Bautista one or the Felix Hernandez one. So <laughs> go into the the, the the fourth one. Okay, fourth one. Go ahead. Um, kind of, I, I would say the Giants dynasty, including all of their World Series wins. I th- going up, I wasn't obviously a Giants fan, but we definitely didn't like the Dodgers in the house. So watching them just you know being the other team that was representing was nice to see, and also. I don't know why, but that moment when the first World Series wins of those three, where the uh, closer like did like this or something, well, yeah, he did like the, the like weird X thing. I don't know why that stuck with me forever, and I thought it was always cool seeing that. Yeah. Also, when I go to like I when I I go to like Hawaii, not often, but when I do, we usually stop in San Francisco, and uh, in the airport they have this whole like. Like Mass Bumgarner jerk off section, pretty much. <laughs> and it's just like all the World Series balls and stuff. So it's like it's stayed with me in some sense throughout my life. Yeah, uh, number four, I had the Indians winning 22 straight games in 2017. Ooh, um, yeah. The reason I had that as my number four pick is because it also happened right after the Cavs won the NBA championship. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. It was like coincided. Like yeah. when the Cavs won, they didn't lose for bait like a month. It was crazy. But yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, no, that was, that, was, that was really good. Mainly because, like, every single win was celebrated like a World Series, not a World Series win, but like a, like a wild card win. You know, it was always cheers within the fans, even though the players were, like, pretty stoic about it. But it was the, the vibe was like, we can do this. We can do this. I remember the. I was watching the. the I was watching the last game, like the 22nd win mm-hmm. uh, in class, and. <laughs> Lindor was up with two outs in the ninth, and he had an opposite field double off the wall, yeah. scoring the run. And then, like an inning later, Jay Bruce had a walk off double. I forgot Jay Bruce was on. Yeah, that team. yeah. I also yeah. forgot Jay Bruce was on the Mariners for this year. <laughs> was he this year or last year? God, I don't remember. It was this last year? Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, when remember he, got he, traded he had to like the six home runs streak, not streak, but yeah. like situation. He was just hitting daddy bomb. That's all he did. That's all he did. Yeah. Um, at least he found his rhythm. Yeah, I mean, I actually have that win streak on my list, too, but later. Um, so my fourth best moment was Steven Souza Jr. going full Superman to save to oh. end Jordan Zimmerman's no-hitter in oh, yeah. 2014. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to just remember the play. That's actually such a good one. That's a good one. He, he went What year was that? Last game of 2014. That's right. Yeah, that's um, right. First no-hitter in Nationals history. Um, yeah, God, that was such an extent. That's a good pick. And that play was incredible because I don't think anybody could imagine someone who's going to get that. He was a he was a late game sub uh, defensive substitution. Didn't even have an at bat. Was a rookie, and that's how we ended. Oh, I didn't even know all that. Yeah, all, I, that I did some research. Right. As a rookie, I thought he, I obviously I thought Steven Jr. <coughs> has been in the league for like ten years. Honestly, uh, number three, um, or yeah, number three for me would be. Uh, let me look. I, I picked the Cubs versus Indians, but that whole series in itself, I think that in a, that whole series was like the ideal uh, seven-game series of a World Series we want. You know, we talked about this, or you mentioned this earlier, how, uh, not earlier, but on a previous podcast, mm-hmm. that was the, or maybe it was you, Max, it was, was the Nationals-Houston game, uh, our World Series, the best it could have been. I think the peak of World Series game might have been that for me. Because yeah. it landed in Game 7, it was so close at the end, and even the whole 3-1 comeback, it had a whole... There was narratives on every single aspect of that game. Yeah. Um, I'll say mine. 
I'm actually going to change mine right off the bat now because it's the 22-game win streak. That's my third best moment. But I'm also thinking about this list that I saw. Yeah. Remember the 20, 2011 situation? Like the game 162 of 2011? How, um, like, the Phillies, the Braves, the Rays, the Orioles, they were all the tied. Red Sox. They were all tied. Yeah. It was, like, the, the night of baseball. There's, like, a nine-minute video on YouTube that I, you know, I, I recommend looking at. Uh, it's, like, a documentary. Uh, but that just that moment. And then I think the moment of that was the walk-off. By the fr- Rays? By the Rays, Longoria's home run. Yeah. And then there was also the walk-off by the Orioles. And it was, like, at the same time, too. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like 10, 22 p.m. or something like that. It was weird. Yeah, and, it, and that made the Red Sox lose. Okay. Which had the Rays clinch the, the, the wild, wild card. card. Which was just the insane. In, and and there was like also in the like NL, a, too. Yeah, like and I think that might have been... It was that might the, have been the first year of the wild card also. Oh, yeah. And I'm it, look it was... That up. It was um, there was also the NL. There was the, the Phillies playing the Braves and the... Cardinals playing the Astros, and the Cardinals just rounded the Astros like thirteen nothing. And then I think oh, wait, the Braves, no, it's much older. The Braves lost um, to the to the Phillies, and that knocked the Braves out and made the Phillies the wild card. I don't know. I don't know much about the NL side, but um, mm. that was the night for baseball. Yeah. And um, yeah. No, after 2000, 2012 was the first year that they had the two team wild card. Mm. Oh. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. Number three? Uh, number three for me was Derek Jeter's final hit at Yankee yeah. Stadium, mm-hmm. walking Walk off the off. Royals in 2014. Never forget that. Yeah. Uh, say what you want about Derek Jeter uh, <clears throat> with his Hall of Fame coming up, whether he should be unanimous, whether he shouldn't, uh, whether how great he is or how great he isn't. That hit alone was probably one of the most memorable hits sure. any baseball fan has. Yeah. And as the Yankee hater, I do have to put yeah, that in I mean, my top five. As a Red, <clears throat> Red Sox stan, you know, I have respect for him, mainly because, you know, he never did peds, and it seemed like during that era, you know, Alex Rodriguez was doing it, and there's probably other teammates Clemens, that... Clemens. Yeah, um, and it just was like, he was the, he was the like, the all-American guy, you know? He was just there to He's do the it. the guy that everyone looks up to. Yeah, like, he was the face of baseball, yeah. right? Like, uh, you know, now you could say it's Judge, maybe even Trout. <laughs> But for that, like, decade or time period, he really was that dude. And to end your career on a walk-off win for the team that you've been playing for for your whole life is pretty insane. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, Number two? Uh, me, I would probably... This is kind of a weird one, I guess. Uh, the baseball classic of 2017, if I'm not mistaken... What the you know the the World Baseball Classic? Oh yeah, 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 World yeah. Baseball Classic. The USA yeah, run yeah. that happened uh, mainly because oh yeah, that's a good one. Uh, USA never won that ever. I mean, it's a it was got, always the, the Dominican. Yeah, I mean, mainly because they were stacked and the USA didn't put any of their good players out. But that include that whole series included the the crazy spur events of that wild pitch where Arenado slid into first base to oh yeah get yeah. it down then uh, Jones with a nice walk off single to the left also, also Jones robbed the, the home run off Manny Machado his teammate the World Baseball Classic is so lit I know I w- oh my god I can't wait for next year when next it happens. year yeah next year twenty twenty one the one I don't mean to be a wet blanket but the one problem that I have with the World Baseball Classic is that everybody got injured after it. like the pitchers oh, you know the, what I'm talking about yeah yeah no I, that's like the biggest just, concern. About it. Yeah, like you know, Drew Smiley with the soggy arm. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. It just haunts me that soggy arm. But he ended up getting Tommy John. The only game he pitched was in the World Baseball Classic. Remember uh, Stroman's no hitter? Yeah, like it, it, it was went like to the seven. seven or something. Yeah, and it, that like set the tone for the like they would say to take that game. You know? Oh, you remember? Uh, I remember Puerto Rico was playing um, whatever team. Jerks and Profar was playing for and oh the he Netherlands hit the, he hit the, the Netherlands and he hit the single and he like and Yadier Molina the, hit him with the he was going like this he's trying to hype up the crowd Molina backpicked and got him when he was just walking back to first yeah. that was just like one of the most like fun months that I've had yes like looking back at that I was playing freshman year baseball at my mm, high yeah. school like first time playing high school ball mm. uh, and then. That was going on at the same time. The Mariners yeah. had a lot of hype around them for yeah. once. Like, that was just a fun month to be a baseball fan for at least me. Yeah, no, for I sure. Same. The defensive highlights on that, like, I had something I watch all the time. Like, one that just comes to my mind is the Manny Machado pick at third to throw, and then Carlos Tana, like, picked it, fell, tagged the bag with his glove. Yeah. yeah. 
this is just uh, countless highlights from from all it was, of that. It was the best of the best. You know, Joe Madden once said that other. they the winner of that should play the winner of the World Series, and I feel like that should happen. Almost like half those players. Are the World <laughs> Series, and you know what's interesting too is we might actually have this if you know, um, we have baseball coming back to the Olympics this year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. Yeah. I would assume I don't. There's no way they're gonna major leaguers are gonna play. I would assume it's just top prospects and minor leaguers. Which that, would make sense. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I would. But cool I would Jared hope Kalenic. so. Like if it was something we would send out our elite. Like we're talking John Carlo Wright, Trout Center, Yelich Left, Cody, or like just any amount yeah. of the, like studs we have, and just mollywop them with, yeah. with our talent. <laughs> that's like because that's the story of the World Baseball Classic, right? And the reason we don't win is because we send. I'm going to say nobody's in, but, you know, it's relatively not our, our best people. Yeah. Okay. Second All right. best moment? My second best moment was the 2016 World Series as a whole with the Cubs winning, mm-hmm. coming back from 3-1. Yeah. I remember they were going back for <clears throat> Game 5 in Chicago when they were down 3-1, and uh, I think they were going back to Chicago. And anyway... The ticket, the ticket prices for that World Series game were, like, super dirt cheap. Oh, for real? Compared to, like, the Game 1 and Game 2 mm. because of... The, the, the current... They were down 3-1, yeah. and then they, were, they came back and won, and that Game 7 was, like, one of the most memorable Game 7s I'll probably ever say there was. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, for sure. But I'll leave it at that. Um, my second best moment was David Freeze's walk-off home run in Game 6 of 2011 World Series. Yeah, Rangers. Yeah, um, the classic. Unforgettable. Because that's... And he also had a triple, I think, earlier in the game. Yeah, it was off the right field wall, and the crew should have caught that it. That guy had an insane postseason. Yeah, I remember. Isn't he? He have like that's the it? most, like the best WAR in the postseason, or something like that. Probably. He, that dude was insane. High. Yeah, he. It had a really good. He basically put the team on his back in the yeah, last no, two games. Yeah, really won did. the World Series. Yeah, without him, I mean, I'm pretty sure he won the MVP, right? I mean, I wouldn't uh, be crazy to say if he didn't. And I don't really remember much because I didn't watch it back then. I, just watching the highlights and the comment sections on YouTube. Yeah. People are just going like, "Oh my God, the, the glory days!" And, yeah. You know. Um, but second best moment for me. Yeah. We're gonna move on to number one. Uh, I guess it's one. It's kind of interchangeable for me, but it's either the David Ortiz m- moment we mentioned earlier. You know, after the Boston bombing, because it was such a emphatic moment. I'm not from Boston, but I've been w- repping Boston for my whole mm-hmm. life, so it was definitely nice to see. But also, I would say the 2018 World Series. Kind of, you know, out of all the World Series that have happened in this decade for them, it seems kind of the most unlikely, I guess. But. It was, I really started getting into baseball like five years ago. Like I was raised with it, but like I never was focused on it and tracking it. And this in twenty eighteen is like the year they obviously won, right? So I was like with them from the start, and I got to see them progress, and I was with it every single second of the way. And I was glad to see Machado be the last strikeout too. Um, yeah, for me, number one was the Red Sox winning that two thousand thirteen World Series right after the Boston Marathon bombings. With yeah. With the David Ortiz, mm-hmm. uh, just that you know, it was kind of it's kind of similar. Despite the Astros cheating in twenty seventeen when they won, yeah. something really bad happens to your city. It really feels like the fans and the people gather around the team, mm-hmm. and the team just goes on a run. And that's happened in twenty thirteen. That happened with the Astros with the with the yeah. hurricane in two thousand seventeen. Hurricane Harvey, I think it was. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You see and that? No, the I, only I, reason I didn't include that run on here is just because of the, of the cheating scandal. scandal. You see, um, I'll say this and then I'll mention my number one. You see, uh, Matt Harvey pitched in um, Houston like a couple of days after the Hurricane Harvey ended, and they just Houston just lit him up, <laughs> which is just kind of coincidental. Yeah. Harvey Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. He gave up like <laughs> seven runs in like two minutes. <laughs> All right, so my number one. Um, and I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't say this one, but um, D. Gordon homering after the death of Jose Fernandez. Yeah, that was I was gonna. September. I completely forgot about I, that. I was thinking about putting that down as the top five moment. That was, uh, yeah, that was just surreal. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe that happened. I mean, because he took the first 
pitch out, out of the right-handed batter's box like forehand. as a salute to him. Yeah. And he just flipped the helmet back, and the yeah. next pitch just bam. Yeah. And he was in the second deck, and it's D Gordon. Yeah. Who doesn't his, hit home his runs quote after is like, uh, you know, I've never hit anything that far. You know, you got to believe I had help on that or something to that effect. Um, and that was just. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I just can't believe that that happened. I, they won that game, right? <clears throat> yeah. Good. Like <laughs> seven to two or something. One of the Justin Bohr had his first career triple in that game too. Oh wow! Unbelievable. You know, I just can't believe that that actually happened. And not even to dawn on the death of Jose Fernandez, but he was probably one of the pitchers we would be talking about right now. You know, like uh, maybe Cy Young. Well, yeah. you could argue that his death really transpired the falling apart of the Marlins and then blowing yeah. everything up. Yeah, no, that was that was their 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 stud pitcher that was gonna take them into. Yeah. A winning era. And he was going to. Yeah. He was the real deal. He was, you know, so, so fun to watch. Yeah, he was, like, every single time he played, he played with such, like, emotion, you know. And that's not even just, like, with aggression or anything like that. But he was smiling after any funny play or anything cool, you know. And even in the heat of the moment, he kind of came up with it, you know. That was so fun to watch. That's probably, out of all the deaths of the baseball community that happened in the past decade, that's probably the one that hit me the most. Yeah, for sure. Because that guy, I just... He seemed like he represented the, the teenagers in a sense, you know? He was just more of a he child. Was a kid, yeah. He was just a kid. Um, rest in peace. Um, that's my number one. Yeah. And still, I, just so, I can't believe it happened. Yeah. yeah. I just can't believe it. But I, I guess, did, and it's on my list. Yeah, you know... There's there's also so many other baseball moments that happened this year, truly. You know, or not this year, but this decade that we could have covered. But I think we kind of summed it up in a, a good amount. You know, the Tyler Skaggs game is probably an honorable mention. Yeah, oh, yeah. I put that down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, top five transactions of the decade. This one is kind of fun. Yeah. Looking the, at them. There's a lot more than five. Um I, I didn't actually make a list for this, so I'm just gonna. Anyone got honorable mentions? I'm coming up with a few right now. Um, I didn't. I actually didn't list any honorable mentions. Yeah. But I have one that we could. That could be. That could be a. Top it depends. Five. I don't know if you're what you're about to say is my number one or it's an honorable mention. Uh, Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz. It was. That was my f- fifth. Yeah, I I putting that as an honorable mention because I just don't know how that's gonna play out. Yeah. But so far, it's been like. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um uh that's that's my honorable mention. Um uh, anyone got number five? Uh I mean that's my fifth one. I also <laughs> included Felix Hernandez into that situation, not because just because like it seems like we banked on these guys really bringing it home for us and that what did we get out of it? No postseason play, nothing. You know. You could say Felix Hernandez kept the city alive in a sense with mm-hmm. his just his pitching, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm looking for something, guys. You know, and I didn't really get much out of him. And then we eventually just traded Cano, which ties into yours, obviously, which is, mm-hmm. in, in a sense, a dub for Seattle. Uh, my number five was a little different than you than what you guys were probably thinking, probably not even in your top five, but the Daniel Murphy signing with the Nationals for a three-year, $37.5 million deal and then absolutely torturing the Mets. <laughs> and the reason... Yeah, that's such a good And one. the reason that's why that, that number five is not just because he tortured the Mets, but because he just led them on a run to the World Series in 2015 and then proceeded... And then the Mets didn't want to sign him because he was asking for too much money. And so he went to the Nationals and just absolutely tore the brakes off the Mets every single time they played. That was like their savior who, like, brought them on the deep postseason run in 2015. Like, they didn't almost win the World Series. They got blown out of the water by the (laughs) Royals, really. Yeah. Ooh, that series was also really good. But, yeah, the uh, that was number five for me. That was a... And and Daniel Murphy was really good for those three years. He's older now, but... Um, I'm going to go with my number five. Uh, staying in Washington, Max Scherzer signing the seven-year, two hundred ten million dollar deal. Yep. Back in twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. um, he's like kind of old. He was thirty years old when he signed it, which would make you be a little like concerned. Except you realize he's still like top five pitcher in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I 
top through two no hitters, won the World Series this year, um, won the Cy Young in 2016 and 2017. <laughs> Finished top five in the Cy Young voting yeah, I was gonna say, was every he, single year. Yeah, he's been such a dominant pitcher. It's seen, I don't know what that is. That's an ad. It's yeah. fine. Um, he's been, he's been, you know, a lot better than I think we all thought he was gonna be. Yeah. Um, I was surprised when I heard seven years to ten million. That's like thirty million a year, but you know, mm-hmm. it's paid yeah. off for them. Uh, number four. Number four. <sighs> David Price, uh, $217 million. That whole signing uh, when the Red Sox, or not not the Red Sox, just his contract in general. Like, you know, such the, the most overhyped pitcher in the game to this day. You know, you could say what he did for the Red Sox last year was pretty great for him because he, yeah, he kind of lived up to his contract. But he sucks. You know, there's no way around it. He's not a top 10 pitcher. I don't think maybe in his prime he was at one point, but he's never been worth more than 100 million in my opinion. And it's always been just a, such a glooming cloud over whoever has him at, on their team. Yeah, there are rumors of him being traded this offseason. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Number yeah. 4. Number 4 for me uh, was actually the Max Scherzer deal. Oh, nice. The, uh, I won't go into that because you talked about it, but only reason why it's not higher on my list is because he's had a lot of injury problems. Yeah. But the, the amount of the amount of things he's accomplished is second to none. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave it at that. Um, For my fourth, I'm going to go with uh, the Noah Syndergaard, R.I. Dickey, Travis Darno trade. Um, it was in 2012. I don't remember what the trade was, but I remember the Mets traded R.A. Dickey to the Blue Jays, and they got Travis Darno and Noah Syndergaard, who were both prospects yeah. at the time, and we all know how that turned out. Um, Syndergaard is probably one of the most greatest pitchers in the game when it comes to just pure stuff, raw yeah. stuff. Um, that's all I got to say on that. I mean, that was a while ago, and I wasn't really paying attention It's an honorable mention. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Number three? Or no, do you have number four? That was my number four. Did I just go? It was David Price. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Um, number, number three. three. Uh, for me, uh, Marlins trading for Kristen Yelich. <laughs> Marlins trading Kristen Yelich to the Brewers yeah. for yeah. Lewis Brinson. Um, and there's a couple other names that yeah, aren't, aren't really important now. Prospect um, names. Yeah, but the reason that was number three for me is because we all know what Christian Yelich has been doing for uh, the Brewers. And we all, and if you don't know what Lewis Brinson has been doing for the Marlins, that's because he can't even hit, like, 200. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just, like, probably one of the big, at least to right now, it's one of the biggest heists in yeah. MLB history, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put, for number three, I'm going to put the... Um, Shit, I, I, Jack, go ahead. <laughs> uh, for three, uh, Mike Trout getting his four hundred twenty-six million Ooh, yeah. dollar contract uh, last year, two years ago. Um, I think we all knew he was even worth more than that. Uh, you know, and it was just not happy to see it because it came after the uh, Machado and Harper signings, which I felt were bloated out of their mind. And then, you know, it just was a nice thing to see. But, you know, I just hope once he, I think, not I think, just hope the Angels don't waste this. You know, you have what is, we all consider the greatest the, player. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go on a rant about the Angels in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess for my number three, I'll go with the Adrian Gonzalez-Anthony Rizzo trade. Um, if you don't know much about that, basically Rizzo used to be a Padre. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I remember Five this minutes. kind of. And then and then he went to the Red Sox or before he was at the he was with the Red Sox for a minute. Yeah, because and he, then he used to be then he was traded to the Padres for Adrian Gonzalez to the Red Sox. That's right. Who and Carl Crawford, I think, or that might have might have been a different thing, but when the rest is history. Yeah, I mean he's been with them for a decade pretty much now, and he's their for first baseman. Definitely will make the team Hall of Fame. Um, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I could put, bring up his hats if I wanted to. I don't think I need to because he's just 
like, mean, when the we guy there, went over the know? Cubs in the whatever division they're in, in uh, Central. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, I think I at least had Anthony Rizzo as my MVP for that team. Like his numbers are nothing to like. Yeah, they're no joke. Um, he helped them reach the playoffs 2015, 16, 17, and missed out on eighteen. But yeah, yeah, I mean. He's the guy for them. Mm-hmm. He bounced around a lot as a as a as such an, a as an, prospect as yeah. he was. Uh, yeah. and he also uh, he battled <laughs> cancer, which is even the, yeah. the cooler story behind all that. I because, didn't know that. Yeah, like he he had cancer, obviously, and he went to like he was like as a kid, and he was like, I just want to play baseball. It turns out the kid can play baseball apparently, and then you know obviously he's here now. All right. Yeah. Um, number two, I had the A's trading. Josh Donaldson to the Blue Jays for oh. Rhett Lowry, Franklin Barreto, and pitcher Sean Nolan and uh, Kendall Graveman. Uh, the reason why this is number two is because the A's just got absolutely robbed, I think. Brett Lowry actually did give the A's a couple good years of playing mm, that guy was second base, but he's not, not nearly... To what Josh Donaldson gave the Blue Jays, winning MVP the next year in 2015, yeah. and helping them on that postseason run. That dude was just absolutely insane, and it's unfortunate that he got injured and hasn't been quite the same since, although he has probably, like, definitely one of the best comeback stories this mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, comeback player of the year. So I'm trying to decide between two right now, and I'll let you guys decide. Um, both involve the Pirates getting, you know... Shafted. Yeah. Um, the the Rays trade pitcher Chris Archer to Pirates for Tyler Glasnow, Austin Meadows, and Shane Baz in 2018. Um, that's... I mean, you look at what Meadows and Glasnow did for the Rays this year. Yeah. Look at what Archer did for... Archer's done fuck all with the, with the Pirates. And then uh, and I liked Archer too. Same. And then this one is the next one is the Garrett Cole heist. Oh. Um. And I think you, you at first you'd say like oh yeah Garrett Cole for sure. But I mean previously his numbers weren't you know. But Garrett Garrett Cole's always been a good pitcher and I've pretty much I've known about him since mm-hmm. his Pirates days. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't he hasn't eclipsed this level of greatness until just now. Yeah. Like no one saw this coming. I hope he repeats it by the way. You know. Uh, we say you say this a lot, and I agree with you. It's like if a player gets hot for one year, I don't trust that. This this yeah. is the type of player that has steadily increased. Oh, though. Okay, that's uh, a good point. I, like this is obviously like his this, this this last year is definitely probably a career year. He's probably never gonna have a year quite like this again. But I don't. I wouldn't say he's gonna fall off next year. For sure. Uh, there are certain players that I would say that come out of nowhere, absolutely nowhere. Tom Murphy. Tom Murphy's a great example. Never heard of this guy. He's been around forever. Just balls out one year. Probably not going to do anything next year. I'll, I'll just tell you right now. Yeah. Um, it, I could really choose between both of them. Both of them involve the Pirates getting, your, as you yeah. said, shafted. Um, number one deal of the of the decade? Uh, 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 you go. Um, I'm going to be disappointed if both of you have something different than me. Uh, the Yankees trade Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs for infielder Glaber Torres. Did he, didn't even... No, I don't have that one. Didn't even cross oh my Oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> That's so bad. Actually, I guess... I guess this is... This is definitely the best deal of the Wait, you're... We said this before, but this is such a good pick. Because... Because it's, we it's, all know Aroldis Chapman went and helps the Cubs win a World Series, despite he can't really pitch in the World Series under really, really high-pressure situations. Yeah. That aside, he helped them in the playoffs. He helped them get to the playoffs and succeed. And then we all know what Glaber Torres is doing for the Yankees. Added on top of that, the Yankees just got Aroldis Chapman back from the Cubs <laughs> after that. Yeah, they just re-signed him the next year. Yeah. And Glaber Torres... Is insane and Cubs fans probably hate hearing his name now. Yeah, yeah, and I think that really, I guess, that's a good pick and that probably could be the first overall because of the fact that Chapman signed back because yeah. of the chat. Yeah, if he did, if he stayed in Chicago, you know, you could say. It was, then and then it's like a it's a good yeah. trade for both sides, but the Yankees just like it was yeah. highway robbery. It was. 
unheard of. It yeah. probably will never happen. This is one of those things that will probably never happen again in the history of baseball. And nobody talks about it. Yeah, and nobody it's so, talks it's so about. Low key. I mean, yeah. I didn't know until he mentioned it. I was like, oh wait, they really did get screwed over. Uh, you want to go? Yeah, mine's a contract again. Uh, but Chris Davis for the Orioles <laughs> signing in 2016. Best deal of tw- of the decade. 161 million dollars. Uh, Homeboy can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Uh, you know, he's just bringing nothing to the table. I mean, what do you collect this year? 20 hits? I mean, I'm being generous, I feel like. He had the longest drought from, like, 55 at-bats without a hit. What are you doing? Where'd it go? One year you were, like, known for the long ball. I remember last year getting his, like, uh, well, he didn't win an MVP, right? But he he uh, he was close in 2013. Yeah, but he had a, like a ridiculous season. I got his card in MLB The Show like last year, and I was like, oh wow. And then I remembered, oh wait, he's still trash. Like, <laughs> like it was like a throwback card, but still, like, what happened? Like, what? Like, I understand that you can have slumps. That's a part of baseball, but you don't have a slump. You don't have forever. a two-year, two, two, yeah, two-year, potentially a three-year slump. And what are you supposed to do as the Orioles organization? Just say goodbye. You would spend $161 million on this one dude, okay? He has to play. I, I have to ask this. Do you think given 10 at-bats, you could strike out Chris Davis? Oh. No, because he can still hit. He can still hit. Like, I mean, if I'm pumping, like, my fast fastball, it's like me ball to him, I feel like. I feel like I feel like he can still hit BP. Yeah. I'll be honest. Um, <clears throat> my number one deal... I'm surprised this was this wasn't on anybody's uh, okay. list. Well, good thing we had all different ones though. August thirty first, two thousand seventeen, Tigers trade Justin Verlander and Juan Ramirez to Astros for for a few few prospects. Yeah, I thought about that. I I did think about that, and the only thing that what didn't occur to me until now is the resurgence that he's had since then. Because yes. he's just gotten better. Because he has gotten better. Yeah, but uh, still, I mean. Homeboys won two Cy Youngs, one Cy Young since one. Shouldn't have won it this year, but he did. Yeah. Um, you, either way, he was a top five pitcher. It was AL side. You could consider both sides. Um, I'll read a bit of info. Remember that deal happened like seconds before yeah, the it, deadline. It, it lay literally at seconds. I remember yeah. watching that on a MLB Network. Um, Tigers were just. Doing terrible that year. Um, in the span of six weeks, they traded J.D. Martinez and a Justin Upton and then Verlander. Um, they have received, to date, they have received zero major leaguers, regular major leaguers in return for the, all those trades. Not a single person from those trades has been a regular major league player for them since. What's really interesting about this is that, uh, well... One, like, usually when we see trades like this where it's, like, one stud pitcher, like Mm -hmm. Justin Verlander traded for from a bunch of prospects, we usually see that pitcher tail off and then the prospects come up and the trade's like, oh, look who actually won the trade, the the team who got all the prospects. But this is one of the situations where they they really didn't. Yeah. Because Verlander just increased his value. Which makes no sense considering his age. Yeah, he's, like, now he's, He's getting Benjamin Bunn disease, dude. He's just reverting. Um, hasn't worked out for Detroit. Of course, the Astros would do the trade again, but Detroit would be like, "Hell no!" Give me something more. Yeah, yeah he really. Um, George give Spain. me Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, or God. That's that's all we. That's all I got. Um, yes, sir. That wraps up the top fives. Yeah. Um, New Year's resolutions time. Yeah. New Year's resolution time. <laughs> so we're each to explain this. We're each doing. Um, we're each gonna. Talk about two teams and their resolutions um, for 2020. Um, you want to start? I'll start. Actually, um, you want to do your rant on the Angels at the end? I can do my rant on the Angels at the end. I have I have the Arizona Diamondbacks, though. Go for that. This yeah. one's my fast one. I thought I would do one really long one and one yeah. kind of short one. Uh, my first one is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I think they're in a really good situation where they can compete just from doing their division grade uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think... They have the farm system where they could trade talent at the farm level um, to get whatever missing pieces they need at the MLB level. I think they're going to need another pitcher or two, both on the starting rotation and maybe in the bullpen. It'll be weird. It'll be interesting to see how their bullpen performs this year just because uh, the last couple years their bullpen has been super dominant with um, 
His name is escaping me right now. Archie Bradley. Archie Bradley. Oh, yeah. Archie Bradley Remember his Jr. triple in the playoffs? Yeah. yeah. That should have been uh, a top 10. <laughs> he, he's been pretty good. He had kind of an iffy year the la- last year. Uh, I think you're going to see a bounce back year from he- him. I think his New Year's resolution is going to be to have a bounce back year this year to either A, increase his trade value for the deadline if for some reason the, the Diamondbacks aren't competing, yeah. which I do think they will with the addition of Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they need to continue to buy. Just getting Madison Bumgarner is not enough, especially in that division. Uh this is really your time before the Padres become really good. Mm-hmm. And you already know what you're getting with the Dodgers. And so, in the way I look at it, is they were so close to the wild card mm-hmm. last year. Um, and what they a made lot it of, the year before. Yeah, and they made it the year before. before. They were behind the two wild card teams, and then they were behind uh, the Mets, and that was it. Huh. They were behind the Mets by one game. They could have, if they play a little better baseball, uh, they make another move or two. Uh, by the deadline next year, I think you could really see them competing for the wild card spot. So that's my New Year's resolution for them. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess mine, Max. I think you made this analogy just as comment before, but Houston, after the 2017 season, you know, you mentioned how they kind of just, or after the scandal came out, uh, they have to win the fans back. Yeah, and, yeah that's uh, a good one. It's a good pick. Yeah, and like. As a resolution, it should be to go forward without cheating. I'm not saying stealing signs because stealing signs is baseball, but you know, fairly, you know, like yeah, without sh- technology, exactly. And I feel like, you know, it's going to take a lot to get the true baseball fans back because that's at the at the core of baseball is what teams pride in. You know, the the game, the people that are there with the losing and the winning, and I think it's just like. Everybody, even not non-Houston fans, are just disappointed in this. You know, it's obvious you cheated just to win a World Series, maybe even to get to the World Series this year. You know, I think it's time to turn the new leaf and really be like upfront and make the, make the change needed. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I'll go over the Mets. Because I know we both have the next team. Yeah. But you, you probably have more to say on it, so I'll let you go first. Um, That's more the controversial, Mets, I'll say. It's, the Mets are... It's it's kind of simple, but at the same time, it's not. Um, to, to to dumb it down, it's... Stop making DeGrom do all the work. You know? Stay... You want those, those pitchers to stay healthy. Um, you have Thor. You have Edwin Diaz. You just signed Matanzas. You know, you want everyone to stay healthy. You want everyone to perform. Because it's like, you don't, I don't really think the Mets have the team to make it to the playoffs. I just don't. I just oh, don't. Yeah. I just don't think that they're, they don't, all of their, they have good players, but with those players, there's just something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. There's just some glaring problem. And then when it comes to like those in-game situations, they, the teams focus on that yeah. problem and they don't produce. And then the fans just get really pissed off and it's just you know we racked on that organization that one episode which was hilarious by the way um but it's it's they just don't it just doesn't seem what they do is correct in any sense of the matter when it comes from the fans perspective you know and i mean even like with the ownership like they have money it's not like the mets are like a low budget franchise they're in new york they have money and their their owners don't spend it yeah the will ponds they they're just cheap as hell so Make a move, do something to address your team's problems. I don't know because it's a, it looks like a pretty complete roster except for just the the problems that are with the players. Yeah. yeah, you know, and a lot of it's health. So make a damn move. Stop being so cheap. Yeah, get New York to the playoffs because it's not a bad team. Yeah, but when it comes to deep down, it is a bad team. Yeah, they're 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 just they're not really there. the problem with the Mets that I found is they're not built from the ground up. Ooh. They're really just yeah. like surface level, and their farm system right now is straight garbage. Which is why, like, there's a difference between being built ground up with prospects coming up, and then you you buy players to mm-hmm. fill the holes, yes. and then your farm system is depleted because of that. Yeah, and then there's you've never had a good farm system. You you're just spending money and using the lack of prospects that you don't have mm-hmm. to to get what you need, and yeah. then saying, oh, this prospect is gonna be all this and really good, and then it doesn't happen, and then they don't spend money when they need to and where they need to. Uh, so I guess my the New Year's resolution for the Mets is just to 
for the owners to use their heads. Yeah. Use their brains. I have something to say about that, too. You were talking about how the uh, how all their pitchers are always injured and stuff. Uh, Crosstown rival Yankees just hired, hired uh, strength and conditioning coach Eric Cressy the other day. And I was reading on Twitter and a few other places that he's, like, probably one of the most well-respected strength and conditioning coaches Ooh. in all sports. Oh, uh, because of that's the problems easy. they had with pitchers last year, and that's something that he, that the Mets should have done. Yeah, they yeah. should have take they, 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 them and the Angels. I'll, and I'll talk about the Angels about this in a second. <laughs> Actually, that's a great segue. Um, but they both the both those teams need to really take into account uh, the health of their yeah. starting of their pitching staff and just their team in general, especially if they want to compete. That's probably the most important thing. Yeah, is health, uh, which brings me to my New Year's resolution for the. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, uh, which I will call this monologue, short monologue, uh, balls to the wall. Balls. <laughs> uh, the Angels need to be balls to the wall uh, this year about winning if they if they're serious about it because they're in a division where they can't take crap. Uh, True. Uh, they they're they're either trying to win or they're not doing anything this year. They're they're rebuilding. You really can't be in the middle. You're just gonna fail. Yeah. Uh, uh, they need to be a tr- very aggressive on the trade market with the lack of prospects they have in their farm system. I understand Joe Adele is super close to cracking the major league level, but I don't think it's a bad idea that they trade him. Mm-hmm. The amount of uh, prospects they could get, for, the amount of major league talent they could get from just him and then just throwing in a couple other prospects that they have in their system, even if they're low B or C prospects in their farm system, they could, they could get so many pitchers from them. Uh, for him, I think they really need to try and compete uh, with the Astros and the A's. We don't know what the punishment for the Astros is going to be. If they're going to even have a punishment for that matter, I do think they will have a punishment. But we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see. That's besides the point, though. Basically, you're competing with the Astros and the A's for the division because I think they believe they have the best player in baseball. They just got Rendon. Yeah. And they are uh, they're maybe an ace away from winning that division. Yeah. I would argue. Um, with a couple of bullpen pieces that they I need. agree. They yeah. do have a lot of holes. Because they got Tehran as like their two or three man, so. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I do think the Rangers are going to be a sleeper team this year. Uh, a lot of people don't see what yeah. they're trading for Kluber. Uh, Division's going to be insane. But I know this shield. <laughs> it is desperate time for the Angels. They need to go balls to the wall. Uh, and again, they do need, they need to stay healthy. That, that, uh, the move that the Yankees made to sign uh, Eric Cressy, the strength and conditioning coach, their new one, uh, is something that the Angels really need to look at and be like, "Hey, is our is our coaching staff and all is our coaching staff and everything up to date with Joe Madden and are we ready to compete?" And I've said it before, I can't. Signing Rendon was big, but in the long run, was it really like? No, I helpful. You had the Angels too. Yeah. And uh, this is, I guess, my segue into it. Go for um, it. Signing Rendon, like, it was a good idea in theory, but it doesn't make you a contender. It, you know? it won't. The, the Rendon signing really doesn't mean anything to them unless they get to the playoffs. Yeah. If they, if, if, they, if they don't make the playoffs this year or in the next couple years, they're, they're screwed. Because yeah. Rendon backloaded his contract. Intentionally for them. Yeah, intentionally so that they could get pitchers this offseason. What have they done? Nothing. Julio Tehran. Yeah, two of they didn't. They didn't get Keuchel. They didn't get Ryu. They didn't it, get any straws. Keuchel going to the White Sox is very underrated. Yeah. yeah we'll I, talk I th- about that in a few minutes. And I was going to say, like, it just... It makes... It just doesn't add up because they probably signed Rendon not off just their his regular season stats, but because of what he can do in the postseason. You know, high stress environment. He performed that thing you said that one time. It was like every at bat he needed, he had like a double or more or something yeah. like that. You can't do that if you don't get to the postseason. <laughs> so like, and that just comes down to health. Yeah, and that's <laughs> really all that it is. And yeah. like the the Eric Cressy or whatever his name is is just a. That's a great point. I think I can say it for you when you say you say balls to the wall. And my resolution for the Angels is, stay healthy. Yeah. If you yeah. stay, if if they stay healthy. There, so many problems go away. Yeah, and and the and the biggest thing with the Angels that, at least as it stands right now, say they're just such an offensively powerhouse team with Otani and 
and Pujols saying he can just still kind of hit. And then Trout and Rendon say they're just a, a completely powerhouse offensive team and they find themselves in a wild card game. Unless unless Otani is pitching out of his mind or Tehran is also pitching out of his mind. Uh, I don't see a way they can win a wild card yeah. game yeah. because of that. You need a good pitcher exactly. to carry. Who, who are the who are the like right now? Other than Otani, <clears throat> let's assume play devil's advocate and assume he gets hurt because it, it's very possible. Mm-hmm. Who the hell do the Angels have to start a wild card game? Or Julio Tehran, baby, and Julio Tehran. Like, jeez, like him? Really? That guy? Yeah. Nothing against him, but. Ace. See, if the Angels just signed Ryu and Keiko this this offseason, we would hold a different narrative right now. We would be looking at the the front face for the AL West. I just feel like all the moves they made it made no sense except for Joe Madden. Yeah, that, 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 that was probably that was good, but again, that doesn't really mean too much over one hundred sixty two games. You can't stretch. work with crap. That 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 matters for the twenty game stretch in the postseason that yeah. they're hoping to make, which he has plenty of rain over. You know. Yeah. I guess that ends our yeah. rant on the yeah. Angels. Uh, mine's a little bit more of a baby one compared to all of those ones, but uh, Baltimore Orioles, I was just re- revisiting when we covered them previously, and I was like, just their ownership is something that needs to change and definitely needs to be fixed. Pete Angelos, the owner currently, obviously he's actually bedridden because uh, he's like like 99 or some shit like that. Like, he's old. Jeez. And uh, he's the cheapest owner in baseball. He hasn't spent a single dime since the Chris Davis signing. His, his, currently, his sons are operating the uh, the ownership because of his father, their father. Yeah, he's close. Yeah. But uh, it's just, it's for an organization that used to be known as something greater than a last-place team that is shooting for 50 wins, they were something of greats, you know? And yeah. it just, it's sad to see that. I mean, I'm not a Baltimore fan, but my father is. But, like, I'm not trying to, like, speak for him, but we all can say that it's sad to see that they only be on the, the postseason once and it was a wild card this decade, right? Maybe twice, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah. It, it's, it, it, what they're doing is in the can, and it doesn't seem like they're trying to make any moves to get better. It seems like they've always yeah. been just stagnant and they're, we're going to make this work. Yeah, like, I think twice. We have uh, Jonathan Scope and... Uh, Adam Jones. And uh, Trey Mancini. And that's... That's it. Didn't they make the divisional round with Nelson Cruz and... I remember like Delvin Young's double. Oh, yeah. Double with yeah. the bases. Left. That was dope. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It definitely was hard to see just them come crashing and burning down from 2017 yeah. to 2018. And then... And then 2019. <laughs> it's like that Good thing, thing from Moneyball where it's like there's they're, they're 50 feet of crap. I don't oh, I yeah. remember exactly <laughs> there's, how that There's goes. other teams. There's good and teams, then, there's bad teams. And then there's 50 feet of crap, and, and then, then there's, there's us. us. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I want to watch Moneyball right again. Now. That's a good-ass movie. I've seen that movie a bunch of times. Great um, movie. I thought there was Moneyball 2 coming out, and I hope there is. Cause, that'd be far. Yeah. Um, I guess that, that wraps up Joey our... Hill's got to get fat again. <laughs> All right, you guys want to shoot through line. these... Uh, uh, we, have to, we have to go through hot the stove. hot Jonah stove. Jonah from David Dobrik's vlogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hot stove? Hot stove. Start off with Keiko. Yeah, we can start off with Keiko. Keiko signs with the White Sox, um, which is a really good deal for them. Uh, really good deal, actually. Really good deal for them. Uh, Keiko's coming off of a decent year, I think. Um, with the Braves. Signed halfway through the season after the lengthy offseason he had. Um, I think he pitched in the playoffs, I remember. Um, kind of a contact guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, good with the glove. He has yeah, like but he's a veteran pitcher. Veteran, yeah. veteran player, someone you want on your team. Uh, he's got World Series <sighs> experience. Yes, won the um, Cy Young and he's your top tier two man. By the way, yeah, like he he eclipses ace, but he's not there always. But he is the best two man to ever have. He can he he yeah he is the definition of a really good uh, second second in your rotation pitcher because he can. He he will he will probably get you six. Yeah. yeah. Um you could you can rely on him to get you, you six. You can bank on a quality start. Um you can ba- you can bank on him giving you a quality start pretty much every time he's out there. Yeah. And then if he's feeling good, maybe once every four or five starts he gives you seven and like two one run. And ball. Probably like one every ten he might even get you with that eight or nine. You know, it is he his his uh I don't know the proper word for this, but you know, it is 
his expectations are very high, and he can go even higher than that in certain situations. For sure. Um, but segueing from Louis, the white Louis Robert, yeah, Louis Robert, yeah, um, which is a pretty big signing. He signed Freaking for six crazy. years, uh, fifteen million dollars. Uh, <clears throat> six years, fifteen. Fifty. Fifty. Which yeah. is really fifteen's a hell of a good deal, but yeah. fifty is still a good deal. Which is a really interesting deal uh, because the Mariners uh, just did something similar to that about a month ago with uh, Evan White. Evan White signing him, a prospect who has not yeah. played above Double A. Yeah. But well, Robert's a top five. Top three. Top five. He's ranked three in the prospect. Top one hundred. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is insane. I didn't even know that. I uh, feel like I should know that. Uh, he is, his contract goes with first year 1.5 million, second year 3.5, third year 6, fourth year 9.5, fifth 12.5, with like a 22 million signing move up bonus. Uh, Homeboy's crazy. I was looking at his stats. I wrote, a, I wrote an article on him. And uh, he, in his first full length minor league year, his slash line was 328, 376, 624. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's not the first time the White Sox has done this. Remember Eloy uh, uh, Jimenez. Jimenez last year did yeah. the same thing. He had a that 20 paid s- off. He had a good year. Yeah, his slash line was 267, 315, 513, 828. And that's just the first year in the pros, you know. So that's a, he's probably getting adapted, if not, you I, know. I can't. I, we've said this before. I can't stress this enough. The White Sox have had such a good off season. It's an incredible, like Grand, Grandal and Keuchel. This extension. That's exactly what you need to do. And my dad is a really big White Sox. Oh, fan. he's probably loving it. Yeah. And after the years that Anderson had, that Moncada had, they re, they extended Abreu too. Yeah. This Encarnacion a, just got signed as well. Yeah, I didn't even. I forgot about that, but he got signed to them too. Just a. Fantastic, and they got the pitching core with that as well. You know, Lucas Giolito had a good year. Uh, they just got Dallas Keuchel. Just an unbelievable offseason for the for the White Sox. And this I, is what the Angels should have been doing. Yeah, this is what the Angels would do in their dreams. And I think there was a article I saw, but like the Angels, the problem with the Angels is they're another um, kind of a surface level team. That kind of didn't build from the ground up, so they're not as financially flexible as the White Sox are. Yes. I think um, the – I saw something that the White Sox are going to be the best team in 2022 or something. Like, somebody said Statistically, that. Statistically, probably. I mean, with just the moves they're making. 2021 or 2022 for sure. I can see that. Because they're going to be a good team What was last time they were in the postseason? It's been a while, right? It's been a while. Um, I couldn't tell you. Long enough that we couldn't remember them, probably. And I mean, this this really all goes back to, and I this is a, should have been an honorable mention in the top ten or top. They won five the World Series in two thousand five, though. Yeah, they swept the, swept the Astros. Yep. Um, oh, I had no idea. One, probably the the move that started this all was Chris Sale to the Red Sox. Ooh. Yeah, that was, which was the right move. And the then the right day move. after, Adam Eaton to the. To the Nationals for um, wow, I didn't even Lucas remember Chilito. that. Yeah, because that opened up so much for them to just that get. started it all for them. Yeah, yeah. they I, they got rid of a S tier pitcher to get all B plus at, like batters and athletes Bethany. prior. Except Moncada was within the, within the pipeline. They got him because they traded Devers over to the Red Sox, which you could say is. Fair. Oh, they traded Devers too. Uh, well, because Yohan Moncada was a Red Sox, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and then. I can only assume that that trade happened within that, if I'm not mistaken. I don't actually, I don't, maybe I'm not sure if they got Devers from it, but they did. Tra- the Red Sox did trade you on and caught yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's for sure. Um, the last thing I, I will say about the White Sox is they are they are what uh, rebuilding teams and teams really aspire to be: young and controllable. Uh, oh yeah. They, I, I sent this to you, I think, uh, but the MLB posted on their Instagram that. Yoan Moncada is con- is signed through 2023, Eloy Jimenez through 2026, Tim Anderson through 2024, Lucas Giolito through 23, uh, Yasmani Grandal through 23, Michael Kopak through 24, Jose Abreu through 22. Oh, they have Michael Kopak uh, too. Yeah, who is coming back from Tommy John surgery, who was supposed to be a stud. It'll be interesting to see what he, he does. He was rumored to break the 107 record on miles per hour. Yeah. yeah. First player to ever hit 110. But you, there's no way you can throw 110 and not get yeah. Tommy Johnson. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I, glad he got it out of the way, you know? Yeah, better as a young player than as an older player, for sure. Um, I said Jose Abreu through 22, Dallas Keuchel through 20, 
2023, and Luis Robert through 27. Yeah, we could be looking at a potential dynasty if they really get their stuff together. But really the next Astros. Yeah, and I'm glad to see it. Just because it's it's a team that deserves it. It's a team that's unexpected. It seems right that they get it. You know, it seems like a team that no one couldn't root for that, you know. Especially because they're the south side. Yeah. And I mean, you ever the Cubs always t- overshadow them. You, you ever watch the show uh, Shameless? Yeah. Even when, the, well, even when they were both bad. Oh, true. Yeah, Even when the true. White Sox were good and the and the Cubs were bad, like uh, Cubs, you root for. They it. need to get that uh, that win that lose streak over. While the, well, the White Sox I, are like I've, two games out of the, the wild card. I've, I've been to like a few White Sox games growing up, just because my family's from there. My dad's a big White Sox fan. His yeah. dad used to work for the White Sox oh. as he hmm. grew up. So, um, yeah, I, I've been to a handful of White Sox games as a kid, just traveling to Chicago. So, I I really hope the White Sox do well. I'm excited for them. Yeah, for sure. Incredible offseason. Yeah. Um, go to the next <laughs> transaction. Uh, is it? We all, I mean, we could also say before we, Edwin Encarnacion signed with him too. Yeah. Um, not not a huge deal or anything, but still, an- another good deal for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Incredible season this year. Um, the hot stove isn't looking quite as hot, uh, but they're having a couple of good signings and deals. Uh, Will Harris signed with the Nationals. Uh, for Ooh. a three-year, $24 million deal, which will be interesting to see his first interaction with Howie Kendrick, to see the least. Yeah. Oh, very true. Howie Kendrick hit the home, the, yeah. off the, the pole off. On yeah. Off I wonder how that, that uh, interaction goes. Is he like, yeah, what's up, man? Daps up, like, thanks for that pitch. I think the most Will Harris would do is a firm handshake. Oh, true. <laughs> um... Yeah, you're right. Um, good, good, good signing from the Nationals. Good signing. It seems like the Nationals are still trying to be competitive. No, they got rid of Rendon. Not got rid of. They're, but they're, they're, that, that's the only major loss for them. It's just Rendon. I mean, that's a big loss. They're trying, don't get me wrong. Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll jump ahead oh. with Starlin Castro signing with, yeah. The, yeah. with the Nationals. Uh, a two-year, twelve million dollar deal, which is pretty significant um, for him. Yeah, for him, and I, I you know think he's happy to get out of Miami. <laughs> That guy's play. Oh, you know, I feel so bad for this guy. Oh, you know cause, why? Because he went from the Yankees to the Marlins, or twenty sixteen. Cu- or no, twenty fifteen. He traded from the Yankees to the Cubs. Twenty sixteen. Cubs won the World Series. Oh yeah, yeah. and then he got traded. Twenty. From- there was another thing. Yeah, so traded from the Yankees to the Marlins. Year before that, the Yankees go deep in the playoffs. Or yeah. Year after that, excuse me. Year yeah. after that, this year traded to the Nationals. Was, oh, year after they win oh, the twenty nineteen World Series. Yeah, I gotta yeah. feel bad for that guy. You know, he's only twenty nine, which is crazy. I he's thought he was really like, he was like thirty seven. He's no, been he's in the really league young. for a while. Yeah. He actually like he's a dark horse to get three thousand career hits. He's Ooh. at like eighteen hundred right now, and he's oh, for only twenty nine. So he's it's possible. really good. He's a really good player. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, but it's on the table. I saw. I was reading some like potential signings. Uh, Josh Donaldson, a hundred million dollars, five years to the Nationals. It's on the table currently, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you know, if I'm Donaldson, I take that. You know, why? I mean, just look. It'll, it'll hit He's me. Thirty-four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that makes them. That's like a really good deal. It's like you're. Uh, I'm going to say poor man's run down when obviously Dawson has had an MVP season. He is the comeback player of the year. He could probably do just not as much as Rendon was doing, but definitely close to I it. Think, I also think it's fair to say the addition of Castro and Donaldson, if that does happen, the value is probably similar to what you'll get out of Rendon. Yeah, yeah I think I was I was thinking about that when I saw the sign too. I'm like, okay, so they're trying to really uh, basically – get Rendon by a mm-hmm. bunch of different players yeah, accumulating yeah. to his production. Exactly. That's actually such a good point. You know, it's a... Uh, Which is going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Tell you that. Wait, so is that confirmed? No, no, no. That's it's just it's on, that's on the table. It was... They offered yeah, it to him, but... Okay. I think he'll... I think he's going to be a late signing. I think he really wants to sit back and see hey, just how much money he can get. Mainly because I feel got. like, uh, you know, you had such good production with the Braves. Why leave when they could potentially just do it again <laughs> next year? You know, while you're banking on a Nationals team. But I think it's about money at this point, right? Mm-hmm. If he hasn't signed yet, I don't think he really cares what city he's playing. I think he's trying mm-hmm. to get the dollars right. Um, another minor signing, Jason Castro and the Angels. Like you don't oh know you yeah, six point eight million dollar deal. That's not just, a pitcher. We're just worth mentioning because <laughs> it's not a pitcher. The, yeah. the, that guy can't pitch. <laughs> um, 
Watching pitch like one of those like blowout games where they're down like a ten or like fifteen runs. Honestly, like, yeah. There's a who's because that they don't have pitching. Who, who's that Mariners guy that does it? It was the catcher, right? It was Tom Murphy. Oh, nice. It was an eighty-four mile an hour slider, and it was filthy as fuck. <laughs> um, there's always that. I, one I guy. always like it when oh, when a position players pitch. It's um, funny. You know the. the he, it just so looks unnatural all the time. Yeah. You can always tell. Yeah. You could show a non-baseball fan there; they'd be like, "Is that a that's pitcher? a pitcher?" <laughs> what's his uh, What's his name? Uh, Martin. It's Leonis Martin. No, 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 no. He's a catcher. Maldonado. No, it's he's bushy beard, kind of ginger. Russell Martin. Russell Martin. There we go. <laughs> he pitches fast. Yeah, yeah I remember he got, didn't he get a save for the Dodgers or something yeah. last year. Yeah, it, it was actually a save. I, I don't know like I think it was up, a deep like eighteen were, inning game yeah, situation. No, I think they were. The Dodgers, I think it was nine innings, so they were up like thirteen. Well, that's and not a save. They, so they just threw him for like two innings, and he, I don't know if it was a save, but it was still still like crowd went nuts. You have to be up three for a save. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or no, I think it's. Isn't know, it five a, now? It has to be. I, I thought it was. It has to know. be within three. Like, we, we could look it up if we need, if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway, um, I think the last thing we really kind of ending the episode on a sour note. Wrapped up the hot stove. Yeah, wrapped up the hot and stove. Oh, controversial yeah. topic. Yeah. Um, Yankee starter Domingo German will be will miss the first sixty three games of the twenty twenty season as part of his suspension for a domestic incident last year. <sighs> Again, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, um, I don't think we need to say too much about it. It's just a common, it's just a consistent theme that we found yeah. in the last few months, at least since we've started this podcast. We've seen it three or four times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felipe Vasquez, among others. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, I feel completely forgot about him. Uh, just, uh, not good for the sport. Uh, not, not good for the sport. Uh, punishment definitely needs to be harsher, in my opinion. <laughs> Why half a season, dude? You know, it's like. Half a season for uh, some for a player that's making a uh, rookie wage is actually a lot because yeah. you're getting suspended without pay. Okay. And uh, you're already not making a ton of money, mm. and so now you're going to making absolutely none. And uh, I, I've talked about it before, but the reason why these uh, like domestic abuse situations uh, have not quite as harsh suspensions as, like, steroids is because they're off-field. They don't affect yeah. what you do on the yeah. field. Yeah. And it is a business at the end of the day, it, huh? It's a business, and the MLB wants to make money, so they need to make it known, like, hey, you can't Dude. can't go beating your girlfriend and your wife, but uh, you still make us money on the field, so. True. Yeah, cause that's, a, that's a good point, because it is, once again, a business at the end of the day. You know, you wish it would be more of a... A game. Uh, yeah, you know, it just wouldn't... <laughs> You just wish it isn't in baseball in the first place. I mean, looking at all other sports, I probably think it's the less out of most. You know, especially just comparing football. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The Hawks, by the way. Yeah, we're about to. Either we're about to get rocked by the Eagles, or we're about to rock the Eagles. I don't think there's any in between. EDP we'll four see. five is about Actually, to Actually, I take that back. Sweet. We are so known for late game, and Russell Wilson's like, "Cool, thirty seconds on the clock. I got this." Yeah, pretty much. Lock right. it deep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess. Didn't you say we're gonna, you're not going to take it to your Yeah, I, yeah. So I won't be here next week or the week after. So um, two week, and I'll be two week break. I'll be like MIA off of all oh. social platforms. Wow. So I will not be able to communicate. You're going to be surprised when you get back and see that the Angels traded Mike Trout to the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. We'll be back in a couple weeks. All right. Um, if you like this podcast, uh, you know you can follow us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Chrome, Overcast. Any, anywhere mm. um, subscribe to our YouTube the Dugout Discussion follow us on Instagram at the Dugout Discussion uh, peep what? the website it's the, up yeah the Dugout Discussion uh, just check my bio I'm, I'll send you guys the link if you guys want to put it there at Orton on Instagram you can see it there uh, just you know a hub for all of this you know articles that I write uh, I'm going to try and put up our division grades I yeah. feel like that'd be good so we could all see that and uh, yeah uh, J. Cross Horton. Uh, Max Gordon with two R's. Cough syrup underscore. Kathleen. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see you in a few weeks.